The Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. We would like to thank all of our amazing listeners, and as always, thank you to our sponsors. Please keep the questions coming. Remember to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, to check out our creative training journal, which is also available on Amazon. Also, check out the website for more information on upcoming events and workshops. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Got a really cool podcast today. We get to talk with two-time Stanley Cup winner with the Anaheim Ducks and the Boston Bruins. Hockey great, an enforcer, and current senior vice president for the Florida Panthers, Sean Thornton. Going to chat about his path to becoming the senior VP of the Panthers, as well as his past and his incredible hockey career. Some cool hockey stories, in particular what he did with the Stanley Cup on his day, and his perseverance to get to the NHL and his long career. Also, we're going to talk about his incredible foundation, the Sean Thornton Foundation, which can be found at thorntonfoundation.org. That is T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N foundation.org. Let's welcome Sean Thornton. I want to really uh, welcome Sean Thornton uh, to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. We feel like completely lucky to have you on board. Um, you know, I think you know there's a lot, a lot with you to talk about in regards to a 20-year um, hockey career, 14 in the NHL, uh, two Stanley Cups, and you've been the VP of Operations for the last almost three years. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, senior VP now. I got a promotion. Oh yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. (laughs) We don't want to take that back. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I like we can dive into a bunch of different things. I also want to talk about like all the charitable stuff like that you did in Boston and your foundations. Um, so I don't know if you want to just dive in and you know give a little background and and go from there. Like I always want I always want the guests to talk the most and get my ass out of the way. So (laughs) (laughs) all right, I'll. uh... I'll try not to mess it up, but I, I can give you a little background. Yeah. Uh, so I, from a small blue collar town outside of Toronto, Oshawa, Ontario, uh, family of steel workers and, uh, grew up, uh, well, just as my career panned out, uh, as a, as a fairly tough, uh, fairly tough town came a, a sort of tough individual, I suppose. Um, yeah, the, the enforcer of the teams is what, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the terminology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> fighting, uh, fighting definitely got my my foot in the door. Yeah. Uh, I worked my ass off to uh, make sure I was more than just a, a fighter, and uh, I think that's really what got me to the next level and finally got me into the NHL. Is that all the extra work I put into becoming a uh, a sort of rounded hockey player and not one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice. Uh, Vray, I spent. 600 and something games in the minors and then played uh, just north of 700 games in the NHL. I'm kind of proud of the fact that I'm the only person in the history of the game to ever be able to do that. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, that that's one of the things that I think that, 
I mean, I, you know, I obviously I'm a huge hockey fan, like knew know of your past and stuff. And I think that's like really inspiring, like for particularly young athletes that are not the Michael Jordans or whatever. Like I was, you know, I was an athlete as well and had to work my ass off to get, get to those points. And I think that you achieve the upper level, you know, and like it was because you worked your tail off and, and I think that's inspiring. Like I think that's like, yeah. so thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. It was a, uh, you know, it was a lot of hard work. There was some, uh, there was some lonely Christmases in the hotel by myself. <laughs> there was, uh, a lot of time on the bus. There was a lot of time on, uh, uh, on planes back and forth and, uh, in hotel rooms, uh, away from the family. Uh, you know, but I say that and not in a complaining way. I'm saying it because I'm glad it, it, it panned out. I mean, like you said earlier, I was fortunate enough to win two Stanley Cups on uh, two really good teams. Uh, lost once in the final to Chicago, which was another good team. That you know, tip of the cap, they they played really well. Uh, I was hoping to win that one. Right. Uh, I had a couple of teams I was fortunate enough that I thought I was going to be able to, to win it, and uh, a lot of stars have to align. A lot of things have to uh, come together to, to hoist that hoist that trophy. Uh, but I'm fortunate i'm on there twice they can't take it away for 63 yeah. years no they uh, cannot <laughs> so i'll take i'll take it and i I'll have take. to i have to ask you an athletic director a friend of mine ed mclaughlin from virginia commonwealth who is a boston native a huge huge boston through and through he he had me wanted me to ask you two questions like what was it like yeah. to play with tim thomas and what did you do with the cup on the day that you had it, I guess in both places, did you do something different? Cause that's like, again, like hockey is such a time honored tradition that they have with different things, I think. Um, yeah. And kind of that, that, uh, you know, it's, it is part of, like you said, they can't remove your name. Like your, your name is on there for history and twice. And that's pretty badass. And like the traditions that go with, with winning the cup, I think are pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm very lucky. So Timmy Thomas played with him for a bunch of years. We got along really well. Uh, we both like, well, I'm not sure if he still does, but we both like beer. So <laughs> that was a common denominator. Uh, That's a Boston tradition. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, listen, he he worked extremely hard for us, and uh, he's a big reason why we won the cup. Uh, I, as far as goalies go, I'm, I'm closer with Tuca. Tuca's one of my uh, best friends in the world. So nice. uh, I'm hoping for him to win a cup one day and just not against the Florida Panthers. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> but yeah, I've uh, always gotten along with the goalies. Uh, so there's, we, I don't know, maybe the enforcer of the goalie, maybe there's always something there. I don't know, but I've always gotten along with the goalies. Uh, and then my days with the cup, I'm very fortunate actually. I got about three and a half total. Right. Uh, when I won it with Anaheim, uh, I was still had a house in Oshawa in the off season. I hadn't signed nice. with uh, Boston. Well, I had signed with Boston, but I, I hadn't made the full move to Boston yet. Um, had, friends and family over to my house to take pictures in the morning for a few hours and then uh took it to my grandmother's old age home she had parkinson's um yeah and <laughs> the i host hoisted the cup over her head and she was in her wheelchair and then took pictures with everybody in the old age home and uh that was a pretty special moment for me being that my grandmother was uh we were really close she was a, a big supporter of my career used to be Heard up in the stands yelling "kill him" uh, when I was getting played <laughs> in junior. Uh, she's from her, my mom also, but they're they're you know right off the boat from Belfast, so uh, not afraid to tell you uh, how they really feel. <laughs> I, ass uh, I assume that like where you're from, hockey is a huge 
huge yeah, part of the community. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never, I've never been to church because I played hockey every I, Sunday. I, so, I, yeah, I, I, I football for me. So, I mean, that's yeah, like, see, yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, I went and played nine holes of golf uh, with my buddies. Uh, we used whoever goes closest to the pin got to use the Stanley Cup as a ball marker, so we had to putt around it. <laughs> I only got to play six holes because I had to bounce around with each group, but uh, that was pretty fun. Then took it for dinner, uh, and then took it to uh, my local watering hole back in Oshawa called the Waltzing Weasel, and we charged I think ten or twenty bucks for everybody to come in and take a picture with it. And we gave that money to uh, the Parks and Society. So uh, that was my first day. My day in Boston was uh, a little different. Took it to Ironsides, this, the pub that we used oh, to yeah. frequent. Yeah, uh, did three four hours down there. Took it to all the local spots, McCarthy's Liquors, uh, Old Sully's, which is no longer there, but was in the featured in the movie The Town. It's, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. as old school as uh, yep. Charlestown places you get. Yep. Uh, took it over to Fenway. Uh, the people at the Red Sox have always been unbelievable to me. So took it down into their ticketing office and uh, the guys the guys and girls in the dungeon that never really get to see the light of day at Fenway, but make sure everything runs uh, smoothly. Uh, took some pictures on the monster and then I took it to children's hospital in Boston nice, uh, for, nice. for a couple hours. And I know people say this to make themselves feel good, but I'm completely sincere and swear on my kids that that was the greatest time I had with the cup was being able to see the smiles on those kids uh, oh. in the hospital. And it made it, that made it all worthwhile. And you do like, I'm, you know, like a, your foundation is amazing. Um, and I think one of the things that, that we have in, in connection in terms of, um, you know, relationship is that, you know, you, the, the Parkinson's part of, of the Cal, your foundation that deals with the Parkinson's side. Cause we, we deal with like the effects of like creativity on the brain and how like it can be beneficial for our mental wellness. And like, maybe it can, you know, help with CTE and different stuff. So like, I think the stuff you do with, with the foundation is amazing, but you also like, you know, in in, in the research back that I, I did, like so much of the work you did and I'm assuming still do, but like I, particularly in Boston with, with the hospitals and the kids and stuff, like I think, see, that's always the, the interesting part is like, you know, like you were again, known as the enforcer, like this big tum, you know, rough dude, and, you know, like that started fights and blah, blah, but like all this you know, like part of the reason I think you got this job is because you're so respected. Part of the reason like that I think people gravitate towards you is because of all the charitable work that you do um, in and out of the foundation that I think, you know, and so like, you know, just to give you props. I mean, I think what you do in the world like really changes like lives. And, I, you know, I think it's, it's, you know, again, like this is like a super honor to like to talk to to you because of those reasons i think well thank you yeah I, i've all uh, again i'm from a blue collar town uh very humble uh parents can uh that they they definitely instilled values in me and uh when i when i had a platform uh to be able to use to, to be able to give back i i i've decided it was necessary um again parkson's close to my heart because my grandmother uh i started a golf tournament in her honor uh when i was with the bruins after she passed um my only wish is i would have you know started it sooner so she could have uh, seen what we we're doing but right um and there's and th there's the like you do a lot of different events i don't if, you know totally talk about all the the different events with with the foundation like you do, the golf 
Um, yeah, so we do our races. golf tournament every year. Uh, that's our biggest fundraiser. We do. Uh, I'm very fortunate that you know the mayor and the governor uh, of Boston, Massachusetts, and some other uh, partners support my foundation and give me marathon bibs for the Boston Marathon. It's a very tough marathon to qualify for, so um, we we ask for a significant donation to the to the foundation, and then we will provide bibs to certain runners, and then we have a a little shindig afterwards to say thank you. And uh, that, that raises a, a lot of money as well. We do the Falmouth Raid Road Race. It's a little bit of a smaller scale, uh, but we get a lot more runners and uh, try and do some good things. And <clears throat> I try and I'm trying to split the money 50-50 between Parkinson's and pediatric cancer. Uh, right. As a player, I visited a lot of pediatric uh, hospitals from the time I was in St. John's, Newfoundland, all the way through up until a month ago here. Uh, you cannot you cannot come out of one of those places and, and not be affected. Um, so uh, I'm very lucky. My board, all volunteers and every single dollar that comes in goes right back out. I mean, yeah. there's some minor expenses uh, like the dinner for the runners after they run 26, two and raise all that money for me. <laughs> right. And there's some expenses for a golf tournament, but nothing uh, out of the ordinary. But you've raised like over, said, over $600,000 according to the web. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I think we I think we've donated over six hundred, and I think That's we've yeah. raised. I think we've raised. All, we're getting we're we're creeping up there to close to the one million dollar mark, yeah. and it's uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it is. It truly is, and I I'm very thankful to the people that support it and the people that give back. And uh, again, I, I didn't think it would ever take the legs that it has, but uh, I'm I'm very very proud of it. So you're you're really still. Um, still got your, your feet on the ground in Boston in, in, in a big way in regards to the foundation. Yeah. My foundation is still based out of there. Uh, still trying to figure out a way to make it work here in Florida. As far as getting my name, I, if, I, if I'm being completely real with myself, I look myself in the mirror not so many people in Florida know who the hell I am, uh, <laughs> right. but in Boston they do. And, uh, my board members are out of Boston. They volunteer, uh, out of Boston, their boots on the ground. So, yep. uh, Tom Tinlin, who's, uh, my director, he, he is very tight with the mayor. He's very tight with the governor. He's, he's got his own, uh, foundation, uh, for aneurysm. So he's, he's out there all the time, uh, spreading the good word of the Thornton foundation. Uh, and as, as are, uh, some other board members that run my website and, and volunteer their time. So I, I'm very lucky. That's awesome. No, yeah. um, and I want to turn maybe back a little bit to the, to the hockey, like again, like you had a 20 year career. And which is in a collision sport. That's a long time. Uh, and I guess one of the, you know, like I was talking to one of the guys that we work with uh, that played football and that day that he realized his, you know, he was done, you know, because, you know, you obviously your career was 20 years, but you, ob- you played what, 10 years before that, you know, you, you know, in, youth hockey and stuff. So it's like, you know, you played for 30 years and all of a sudden it's done. Um, and like, how does that, like, what was that like? Because I remember when I stopped playing baseball and it's like that realization, like it's so oh shit, you know, now what kind of, you know, you obviously went right into, to the job, correct. And uh, the senior VP position. So you're still connected. And I assume you, like, I think I read you work directly with players, correct? Uh, on something okay. so what happened for what happened for me is uh i had a job opportunity an offer to go back to boston uh to work in in tv uh do some community relations work with 
with the bees. Uh, had some endorsement deals that were still available back there. Uh, but ownership here and our president, uh, when I came here, they, the team was fairly new for them and they were picking my brains a lot about what had worked in other organizations that I'd seen, what didn't work, what needs were the players, what, what needs did the team uh, would want, what needs did the players have. And I was fairly blunt with what we needed. And uh, obviously I was never a spoiled. I didn't like, didn't think I was a spoiled athlete. So uh, I, I was just as happy to say, no, the guys don't need right. that. I think they'd probably kill me for knowing that now, but I'm like, no, we don't need sushi in the, the wise room after the game. Like that's not a necessity. It's a nice perk. If you play for a team that's bringing in a few hundred million, but that's not a, that's not a necessity. The, you need chicken fingers for the kids. Like it just, I mean, that that's a small, small example, but like little things like that. Um, and we got along really well with the uh, ownership and Matt and uh, my second to last year, they said, we think you're uh, smarter than you let on. And uh, <laughs> we think you'd be a valuable addition to the business side. If you're interested in that side of it. And I, I jumped at it. It's always been my dream to be in the business side of sports. Right. It's always been my passion. Uh, I was the weird dude that would go into the Bruins office after practice and just sit with the ticket ops people or sit with the sponsorship people or, uh, sitting with PR marketing, I, I just wanted to get a feel for what it was right. like, and um, I loved it. And my wife, when I was making the decision between going back to Boston or staying here to work with the team, my wife said, "You'll drive yourself absolutely nuts if you don't have a vested interest in something." Right. So uh, she she was right. I I now have a vested interest uh, with the Panthers. I have for six years, and uh, I genuinely enjoy showing up to work yeah, every single awesome. day. Now, and the Panthers do like we've been down there to do a couple of events, and they are top notch. And I think that you know the thing that they do every game with with a veteran, I just they do it right. And uh, everybody that we've met and we've dealt with are just top notch people. So I think. Thank you. Yeah, we we have a really good bunch of people here. We really do. And the obviously the military uh, tribute uh, and the military hero is uh very authentic i mean yeah. you, you look at our organization from top to bottom uh we have a well, vinny vinny's a, military a vet, vinny's a vet yeah. and matt's a vet like right i mean so it's yeah sean mccaffrey yeah. like it, it goes on and on we have a lot of them here and uh it comes off as well as it does because it's genuinely authentic and we really care about it and i think we do it i'm biased but i think we do it better than anyone else in any sports uh, team or no, I, I, I like I'm would totally agree with you. I just you know that the two games that we've done events for have just been top notch and and I you know I nothing but nothing but praise for you guys for how to do it. So, so. thank you. Wanted to take a quick second to remind everyone to make sure to stop by Sean Thornton's foundation at Thornton foundation.org t-h-o-r-n-t-o-n foundation.org also please stop by our website theabstractathlete.com and check out our daily creative training journal which is also available on amazon remember also to listen to our upcoming second podcast called the abstract doctors podcast and follow us on social media under the abstract doctors now back to sean thornton I did like, so kind of going back to the, you know, like the playing days and the collision sports and, you know, one of the things, again, we deal with, and I think that overlap with, with the Parkinson's and, and, you know, it's more of a, a, 
it's a question in, in the regards to like creativity and like potential of how the NHL or even you can answer the NHL component, but like pro sports and how athletes like what, like what are the challenges, I guess, in, in recovering from injury and like, you know, maintaining that high level performance and, you know, like maybe you can answer in regards to yourself, uh, or, you know, like what, if you're still dealing with some of the players now and like, do you, do you take some of that, like the methods that you did when you were playing into like how you do stuff now? And then like maybe going into our world is like, do you see like a role in like art or creativity, uh, you know, in the league? Cause one of the things we're, you know, we've been talking to, uh, Derek Alexander about getting some of these journals we work with with players because this idea of getting in the flow like kind of quiets the mind and and you know can be a recovery method in terms of like post game and maybe even pre game and like I don't know if you did any anything to that respect or like not well I have zero artistic talent <laughs> whatsoever I uh, call bullshit but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I wish I did. I, I'm very lucky that our, our graphic arts uh, team here and our creative director are, are unbelievably talented uh, artists and graphic designers. So uh, being that they technically report to me, I look, I look like a genius every day because I'm, I'm blessed <laughs> to have them. Um, but for me, uh, now that two different things. When I was playing, it was uh, – I just got my – when I got away from the rink, I was – able to turn it off at say midnight on a game night and i and i would be able on practice days i was on when i was there i was the first guy at the rink every single day and i was one of the first ones to leave usually too and when i was out i was completely i just turned it off i could uh I have a I have a tougher time turning it off on the business side actually than I did as a player Uh, maybe maybe it'll come as I continue to grow as a as an executive but as a player I was able to turn it off so I wasn't uh mentally I wasn't as exhausted as uh, maybe some other guys are if they have a tough time turning it off, but I was very able to decompress uh, on my own. Um, Since I've been finished playing, it's uh, for me, it's running and jujitsu are like the two things that, that clear my head. Uh, I just had knee surgery five weeks ago, so I'm not allowed to run anymore. So so that's, uh, that's been a bit of a, that was was my art. (laughs) That was my art. That was my calming moment. I would just go, I'd, uh, just wake up in the morning, you know, take care of the kids, feed them, blah, 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 blah. And then I just put on a pair of shoes and I go for a four or five, six mile run. And, uh, I would usually clear my head or come up with, I'd, I'd be able to refocus. Right, um, right. Uh, so now it's, uh, the bike, unfortunately, which doesn't clean my head because I, <laughs> I associate the bike with playing hockey. Right. Uh, I used to do a lot of it. Uh, but I, I do jujitsu two to three days a week and that, that helps me clear my mind. Wow. Okay. Now I'm see that like, again, like I think that's, for a lot of people to hear that idea of, you know, what, what, it, what is the calming of the mind for people I think is like, you know, really interesting. Um, and again, I think breathing, breathing breath- exercises too. Absolutely. Like I, I, I still do a ton of breathing exercises. Yep. Um, the, you know, of heart you know, rate variability. Yes. I've heard we, of it. I don't really, we actually I work with a doctor actually, here. I'll, I'll send you some info. It's actually pretty, it's, it's pretty interesting uh, stuff. Like there's so many different things out there that I think that are now becoming, becoming more mainstream in terms of, 
you know, breathing, like people, you know, 20 years ago, breathing my, whatever, you know, Yeah. but it's like these things that are actually beneficial to us as humans and our, and our mental health and all these things I think become, uh, like super interesting. So I do want to, like, but I'm going to send you some, some of our journals down to donate to, um, next time you go to the hospital or, uh, to the Alzheimer's foundation or wh- however you want to donate them. Okay, that'd be great. Um, uh, you know, Thank you. It'd be like really cool. But um, so let's talk Panthers. So because you're working with them, they're a uh, new coach, like new culture, I assume. Uh, how How's that been like this year? It's like, a, you know, Q's, Q's got the, the tradition of being like an amazing coach. Um, and like they're playing really well. They're right on the right on the edge of the wild card at the moment. One, yeah, we're, so. there's four teams fighting for two spots. Basically, yeah. it looks like, and we're one of them. Uh, yeah. Depending on the night, uh, we're in or out. It's a very tight division this year. Uh, seems like nobody can really separate from the pack. Um, yeah. No, Q's been awesome. I mean, he he commands respect. Uh, he's one multiple times you yep. can't uh you can never question his methodology methodology or uh his passion or you know he he brings that standard so i think that's been great for the team uh that being said i, I am not around the locker room that much anymore <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm completely on the business side but right. uh knowing knowing how he operates uh has definitely helped and you see a team that's playing uh a little more stable uh a little bit smarter with the puck sometimes uh, he commands hard work and a fast pace and you show up to, you show up, you better show up it's to work kind of, every day. Kind of old school, like mentality, which, yeah, you know, which, like which what I grew up in, you know, it's like football coaches, yeah. like smashing you in the head every, <laughs> which yeah. is not allowed anymore. You know, it's like, it's, it's like the game. I mean, you really truly played through, a, you know, a big change in hockey, you know, yeah. and how I, I played. I played through the oldest school into the middle school to the new school. I played in all right. three in the last 20 years. Uh, interesting transition. No, I mean, it's like faster, bigger, you know, I mean, the same can be said about football. I think in that, you know, like why I think there's so many rule, cha- I mean, rule changes in both sports in terms of like player safety um, and how, you know, they, they really are trying to eliminate a lot of the contact because it's just not possible anymore. Like, you know, back probably when you, when you started, like the collisions were a lot, a lot more than they are today. But it's like, again, like that bigger, faster, stronger, like you can't do what they did 20 years ago. No, no. I mean, how does that make you feel like as a, as a former, you know, it's like, I always hear former players like, Oh, it's just not the same. And, I, is it weird for you to watch the game? I, I think it's it, things just change, but like I think sometimes us as as older players like look back and go, "Huh." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to be the uh, I don't want to be the guy that says right, in my generation, like right. that, that's. Uh, <laughs> but the old man on the I porch. Will, yeah, but I will say that uh, I miss. I don't see the passion as much anymore in the game. I, I, I see a lot of the guys and, uh, you know, talking and warm up and they train, they all train out of the same facilities in different cities now. And, uh, again, I was probably myself and a few others. Uh, I, I wouldn't train where other people trained. I wouldn't 
I wouldn't talk like I hated everybody I played against. I wanted it was whatever it took to win. So that that mentality, maybe I'm too old school in that respect, right. but that, that's how I approach the game. Uh, I I wouldn't even go to meetings half the time, the league meetings because I or the PA meetings because I was like, I don't want this guy to think I like him and then right, right. think I won't rip his head off the next game, right? Um, or think he's getting a pass. So I miss <laughs> I miss that a little bit. Uh, you know, I I miss the passion. I miss the yeah. No, and I no, think I get, think that's, guys getting pissed that they're down four nothing. Like I, yeah. I would legit be mad if we were down four nothing. I'm not sure if I see that as much anymore. No, no I agree. Like I, I talk to other athletes that are retired that that kind of same idea, and it, it's that idea is like shaking hands before the game. It's like no, 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 no. You can shake hands after the game, but before the game, like you're supposed to have your head <laughs> in the game. And yeah, I think there is something about that the competition aspect that um has changed in the last you know i don't know maybe it's 10 years maybe it's 20 uh that that is different and i don't know if it's i don't know if it's the money like a lot of people want to blame the contracts about why you know you know it's like lebron james like hanging out with with you know the banana boat crew or whatever and (laughs) and it's like you're not supposed to do that man you're supposed to be like these these are the people you play against so i don't know but what's like? I don't I mean, know either. What's what's that one thing like that you miss the most about playing, or is there? Like, no, you, not really. Like I'm so yeah, I'm so content. I'm I was spoiled to have a career as long as I should, as long as I did. I should, probably should have retired years before, or never even been allowed in the league to be completely <laughs> blunt. Um, when I when I took my skates off after my last game, I I have not yet had. It's been three years. I haven't had the desire to put them back on once. Wow. I mean, I. I've been forced to put them on a couple times. My daughter skates and I uh, had to do a, like a charity game. Uh, but I have no desire right. to put them back on. I, it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. I, I broadcasting uh, reports to me. So I watch every game and uh, if I'm not sure if I didn't have that department, if I'd be tuning into every game either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. No, but yeah. like, I think it's cool that you actually, you did know what you wanted to do. It sounds like at an early age, like you were really truly interested in the business, the behind the scenes of what, how a, a hockey club operated like that. Yeah, and I got to go, I got to go out on my own terms too. Like I got an extra year. The organization gave me an extra year to, uh, for my leadership to keep me in the room. And uh, I had a full, probably two years to become at peace with uh, going, getting out of the game. And I was ready to get out of the game. I was mentally, I, I didn't feel like getting up at five in the morning and going to the gym for six hours in the off season to, to get ready for the next season. I did not want to do that ever again. So right. I, w- I wasn't, I wasn't forced out because of injury or pushed out of the league for X, Y, Z. I got to go out on my t- own terms. And I think that was huge for my mental stability getting out of the game. Right. What was it? I read something about the 2007, when you won the cup, you threw your skates in the trash can or something. Uh, I did it after my, uh, oh, I actually did it in 2007. I forgot yeah. about that. I did, throw them, <laughs> I, I used them all year though. So I threw them in the trash cause I couldn't wear them the next year anyways. Uh, oh. Somebody pulled them out. But after my last game in 2000, whatever, 17, 17. 16, whatever year. Yeah. Uh, I threw them in the trash with the intent of never having to put skates on ever oh, right. again. Now we pulled them out and, uh, we auctioned them off for the foundation. So the trainer pulled them out without my knowledge. Couple days later, when I was doing my exit interviews, he gave them to me. So you should ch- auction these off for the foundation or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I did, and they went for a few grand and went to a good cause. So no, uh, no, that's again like we'll we'll you know pump up the the foundation and we 
you know, in the, the intro and the outro of this, because again, I, you know, I think what you're doing off the ice is, is phenomenal. Like it's, it is like an inspiring, you know, story. Um, I mean, the whole thing is inspiring, like I said at the beginning, but what, so you won a John P. Busick award. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Busick. Yeah. 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 The, the giving back. Yeah. That, and that it was in 2009. And that was again, like for your charitable work in Boston. Yeah. And so like that's, yeah. I won it. Uh, I won in the AHL one, I think in Norfolk one year too, if I'm oh, not cool. mistaken, or maybe I just won the Norfolk one. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it's always just been part of my DNA. I, I, I love going to, ho- I'm weird. I love going to hospitals to visit <laughs> sick people. I, it's it, oh, I, man, it, that's it grounds like, me. That, that like you, you obviously realize how much that means to people kids and uh, you know it's you know I, I keep using the word inspiring but it like it gives them something to latch on to and that's like that means something that you know that's like that's a huge thing um and i think the the sad part is like you've done that for ever and you know it just doesn't get you know like your your enforcer days get brought up more than probably your you know, what, what your, your human side. Um, and I think that that, that's the stuff that I think is, is really important for people to know about like you that yeah, that's I been appreciate that. But when I, I think I'm on the record when I was like, I think my time was done in Boston and people asked what I want to be remembered about. And I was, I think I said that exact same thing. I listen to fighting, whatever. Yeah. Great. Winning championship. Great. But I, I hope I'm, I hope I'm, remembered for the giving back because that's right. what i'm most but proud it's, of it's i mean it's ironic too because the enforcer component is truly giving back because you're you're the protector <laughs> i mean so in yeah. some weird way like while people think that it's just about fighting it's actually no i'm actually here this is for the team you know it's part of like the reason why the team is better or whatever you know so it's i mean it's you are like the epitome of like the give back in in all components of your your life in some ways so i need to know though what is what is what do you what do you what do you shoot on the course by the way uh it depends on the day i'm a 10 i'm a 10 handicap but i've golfed twice maybe in the last uh four months okay Uh, because of the knee um, no, no, no. I'm, I'm in, I'm just in the office every single day and oh. on the weekends, uh, I'm dad. So, uh, right. not as much time to, to get out on the course as I'd like. Right. Well, cause there's so many, so many damn good courses down there. So there is, like, there is, well, I'm lucky. I, I do get out every now and again. Yeah. Uh, well, next time we come down, we'll bring all, we'll bring our clubs down just in case we have to get out on the, on the links. So yeah, just give me an excuse. <laughs> That's a good idea. We'll give you an excuse. Yeah. Um, well, I know you are busy, so I don't want to take up much more of your time. Um, do you get, do you guys play tonight? You played last night. I know that we played last night. Okay. No, I got. Uh, I'm just here finishing up some stuff for the week, uh, grinding it out. And, yeah. Uh, hopefully, get home by six and have a beer and have a steak for dinner and <laughs> wake up. I got a day a off. Perfect day. Back on dad duty. <laughs> but um, I mean, is there anything else like you want to like bring up? Like, because I, you know, again, like. I know you've like, you've done other entrepreneurial things. Like you, you did something with Wakefield, Tim Wakefield. Oh yeah. That, that one, that one failed. Yeah. I had, <laughs> I had a, I had a restaurant myself, uh, myself. Wakefield. Well, that's the problem with knuckleballers. Never get in a business with knuckleballers. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. It was, 
It was actually the Dropkick Murphys founder, Ken Casey. Oh, nice. Brought, brought me in uh, Wake in. Uh, that place did not work out so well. I have a couple other, I have some other restaurant interests in Boston, but uh, that one just didn't pan out. Uh, but the Dropkicks did, they actually, my day in Boston with the Cup, they played a private show for like 200 of my friends and 100 of theirs. So 300 people in this small venue. And they played a show for like three hours uh, for my oh, Stanley shit. Cup party, which was awesome. That's epic. Is that like, you know, I'm I'm a big music guy. Like I sing too. So like I'm always interested in what people listen to. Would that be like your your band right there? Uh, I'm actually probably, if I had to pick an all time, it'd be probably Pearl Jam. Okay. Uh, good call. <laughs> I'm into Mumford as well, but, uh, I, I love the drop kicks. I was in one of the music videos. I'm really, I golf with Ken Casey all the time. But That's I'm awesome. Uh, they're, they're good. I got to know them really well when I was in Boston. They're just really good dudes. So, yeah. uh, I was happy to, happy to get to know them. And again, when I, when we won the cup and Kenny called me, he's like, what are you doing with the trophy? I was like, uh, why, what do you think? He's like, you want us to play a few songs? I'm like, Few, yeah, yeah, a few songs, yeah. Okay, how about like yeah, six I, sets? I thought they played for half hour. They played for three hours. It was unbelievable. <laughs> that see, like that, that's legendary, right there. That like that's perfect. So there's there's uh, what's his name? What's his name? Who played? Did he play for Detroit? There's a guy that played hockey forever that um, plays music, and I can't think of his name. Chelios. Yes, Chelios. Yeah, he's he's really good friends with Eddie Vedder and Kid Rocket. I yep. too. You uh, ever see him? Uh, I see him around every once in a while. I, Never I seen Chelly him play. I mean. we, have, we have a lot of mutual friends, so yeah. I haven't seen him play music though. Okay. But he's a good dude. He's he's a he's a cool he's a cool guy. He's got a lot going on. He's got to play some Malibu. I think he plays the guitar. He, yeah, you know, he, yeah, he's a good dude. That's a good life right there. Like yeah, I mean, is that something you ever thought? Like I know you say you have no creative bone in your body, but like you ever think I, about? picking up a guitar and yeah i've thought about it all the time i've tried a few times i'm terrible i'm absolutely terrible uh i'm a lefty too so uh, oh hell yeah do a little Jimi hendrix then yeah (laughs) just like pour out of you yeah not at all my uh my right hand's a little bit mangled from all the fights too so it's not easy to to get the chords uh correct either (laughs) the fingers don't move the way they're supposed to anymore i'm fighting that's why i started singing because i couldn't do anything with my yeah i can't draw i have no no possible rhythm and or skill in in moving up and down a fret so so give us like you know we have these random questions like at the end of interviews like so you named a couple nice like what uh, you're you're a beer guy so what's like what's what is your top beer like what what is your go-to uh, i'm an i'm an ipa guy um Ke- kevin euclid uh, it's a good friend of mine and yeah. he's a huge beer guy he has a brewery out in uh cali actually in los gatos oh nice uh when we were playing uh we were both playing in boston we got to know each other really well i was on the board for his foundation and uh we were at eastern standard this restaurant by fenway one time the manager came down and asked if uh he wanted to see the the manager's special and i didn't know what the hell he was talking about and he brought out a beer from vermont called a heady topper and i had never i used to drink stella or whatever was in front of me basically and uh <laughs> he cracked this ipa called a heady topper from vermont and it was just this i was like what the hell have i been drinking my whole life this is this is gold so i actually brought one home i was like took gave it to my wife i was like you got to try this she's like i'm not drinking that what is that i'm like try it both of us now from that day on we've never drank anything else oh, for beer other than, other than an ipa I, yeah. I can't even imagine hanging out with Uke because he just seems like the the life. But 
I mean, I think, you know, that's, it, it seems like you were in Boston during a time which was kind of legendary in terms of like sporting event. I mean, like teams, uh, yeah. at least the, the beginning, I guess, because 2007 was the first one they won, right? Or was it four, 2004? Yeah. Yeah. So you were like there, like, cause that 2004 team was just like, yeah, I got to, I got to go in 07. Uh, I went to like games one or two in 07. I think, uh, it was cold, rainy, but it was awesome. Yeah. And then in that town, they do a lot of charity events together. Like they end up at the same events and you get to know people. And Yuke is just like, he's just a blue collar guy from Cincinnati that, yeah. uh, doesn't have a pretentious bone in his body and so we're cut from the same cloth that way so that's what kind of why we hit it off because we we had no time for the bullshit so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well no but i mean like that like boston is such a like a great sports town and, and you know like you were there obviously like there was overlap of the the patriots uh didn't they win like didn't yeah. didn't you guys hold like three titles in that town was that 2007 that that they, they was the Patriots, uh, Sox, and you guys? 11, 12, maybe. Okay. Maybe it was after. I can't, I'd have to look back. Yeah. No, because it's just, it. Boston has been, well, maybe it was the Celtics in 2007. Or no, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I was at that game. I was at the game in, uh, I guess it would have been 08, like 07, 08 that season. I was at the game in 08 when they won. I was yeah. at their clinching game. Oh, well, God. See, yeah, you were, you were there in a damn good time. Man, yeah. that... See, I'm a, I'm an Ohio guy, so like it hurt me when they beat the Cavs, you know. And, <laughs> Sorry about you know, that. And so I can't, I don't know. But well, um, I don't know if there's anything else. Like we we covered a lot here, man. So and like I do, I you know, I always just like to you know recap this idea of like I really do think what you're doing with your foundation is really phenomenal. And like I said, you know, would love to send a couple of these journals to you, um, and however you want to use them, um, go for it. Uh, and, uh, but keep doing what you're doing because I do think this idea of, of like your, you as a player and, and you, what you, what you do now, even though like that, you're kind of that guy that you're always giving back. And, um, and I think people need to know that like that's, and I think people do, I don't think it's like this hidden idea, but, um, uh, you know, I just, I just applaud it, what you do as, as a human, because I think it's, it's pretty badass. So thank you. I really appreciate that. So, um, but I'll let you get out of here and go drink your beer and <laughs> have a damn good steak. <laughs> and, um, but we'll catch up again soon because, you know, like, again, we, you know, we love working with the Panthers and I think what Matt, Matt Caldwell is, is doing down there and what you're doing and, and the ownership and, and all the people on the staff are just like epic. And, um, oh, thank you. And we really enjoyed having the abstract athlete here and, yeah. uh, binding it with our art walk. And, yep. uh, I, it's only our second year, but I think it's, it's just going to continue to grow exponentially. And we're always trying to, you know, give our fans new and exciting outside the box thinking, uh, things to, to experience. So, uh, yep. We, it was nice to be able to pair it with Art Basel. And, uh, I mean, I went through there and I uh, tried to bid on a couple things that I couldn't afford, but, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I don't have a creative bone in my body. I'm but telling I, you, I man, I'm sending you a journal to do it yourself. Cause that's one of the things we think would be fun is to actually have the players 
like paint something and auction that off and have them have stuff go back to the foundation because it's while whether you think you can you know I always get this I teach classes and students at student athletes always tell me, well, I don't even know how to draw a stick figure. And it's like, well, then don't draw a stick figure. Like, what do you want to paint? What do you want to draw? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, just do it. And like, because that thing that you're making is the only thing that's out there. Like that's a one of a kind. And like when you sign it, like then it becomes like this something that's completely different. And so like we've, we've threw that at Matt a little bit. And I think he's totally interested in that idea of like, you know, potentially players like, and having like an art day with the players, which could totally be cool. So, yes. but well, thank you, man. I like totally, like I said, I really appreciate what you're doing and, um, and we'll, um, catch up soon. Sounds good. Thanks again to Sean for taking the time to jump on the podcast today. Really some cool stories about his career and some amazing things that he is doing with his foundation. Again, you can find his foundation at thorntonfoundation.org. That's T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N foundation.org. As always, we appreciate everyone listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Again, stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you next time when we talk with former University of Georgia and professional volleyball player Katie Hauser. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.